Gridiron Grinder! Hut hut hike! Okie dokie, we are rolling, James. I'm Ryan. With me as always, my buddy James. This is Gridiron Grinder. It's a Wednesday night. Feels like we just did this, man. It was a short turnaround. But uh, anyhow, just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. Uh, this is episode 99, James. So we got to figure out what we're doing next week when we hit the century mark. You know, some kind of huge party, something Obviously. fun. I don't know. We got to shake it up a little bit. Drink a liter of whiskey. <laughs> well, hey, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. Uh, so for tonight, we're going to start things off with Name That Stadium like we always do. Then we're going to hit our recap of the news from this past week. Uh, which is obviously a short week since we did the last show on Friday. Uh, after that, we're going to do a segment that we did last year at this time. Basically, we're going to lay out some trades that we still want to see happen, uh, you know, this offseason or maybe before the trade deadline because some of these potentially could go into the season. Uh, but then we'll close things off with our question of the week. And so, you know, with all that being said, how's it going tonight, man? It's going good. How's it going with you? Good, man. Good. You know, weather was a little dicey earlier, but, you know, the Internet seems to be holding despite an outage. Uh, I don't know. Not all that long ago. So fingers crossed. Hopefully we get through it and I don't have to try and move over to the hotspot. That typically doesn't work well with the video. Yeah, I know. I've had for work calls when the wife's been also on a work call. I've had to use my hotspot and it doesn't video doesn't work too well on that. Yeah, usually you can do like the Zoom or the Teams or whatever, even the Skype, but you got to turn your camera off. And so it's like, well, you know, at that point you just call their cell phone, which yeah. that, that doesn't do anything for us. So, uh, of course, I could we could we could do it and then I could like play a clip on my side of like a past episode and just like pretend like like the voice doesn't line up, you know, like it's like one of those uh you know, bad, like karate films or something. It's like, yeah, old school. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people would pick up on it. Uh, not on the podcast. So, you know, we'd be good there. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So let's move it over. Name that stadium, James. Uh, this is the part of the show for anybody who's watching. You can see James is out there traveling the country every week. He's got a different stadium in his background. Uh, typically during the regular season, it's the stadium for a home team that's playing that weekend. Uh, we're in the off season, so he is free to do whatever the frick he wants to do. Uh, but basically the game works like this. If you think you know what stadium that is, hit us up in our comments section. The first person to get the right answer gets a shout out next week's show. And so James, why don't you tell us where you were at last week, man? Last week I was in Buffalo and I picked Buffalo because what we were doing um, projected records are the way too early records for, uh, for, for the NFL's upcoming season. And I thought Buffalo was going to by far and away have the best record. So I picked Buffalo. Gotcha. But yet you have the Rams repeating. This is true. But earlier in the offseason, I was at SoFi, so yeah, I didn't want to make a repeat with that. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and I mean, hey, you can you can have a better record and and not win the Super Bowl. That's the way the schedules work. So, and that's just the way the leagues work. Look at when the freaking Giants upset the Patriots. Man, they like barely squeezed into the playoffs that one time. 
Yeah. Maybe it was both times, but either way, they got it done. No, I think the I think the one was it of the, the second times, time they were better? Yeah, I think one of the times they won the at least won the division. Okay. Um I'm gonna look it up really quick, but I wanna say one of the times they won the division, the other time they were like eight and eight and or something, and like heck, uh, New England beat them earlier in that season, and they still or I'm sorry, last game of the regular season, New England beat them, and they still beat New England in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they just went on the incredible run. They made the adjustments, got it done. A little bit of Eli Manning luck, and it's all history. Yeah. Let me see if I can get it real quick. So one one year, the 2011 season, <sighs> standings. <laughs> the Giants were nine and seven, and won the division. Okay. <clears throat> 2000. And was that was it was it the second one where Tom Brady had that um, you know intentional grounding like right off the bat from his end zone or whatever? <clears throat> Do you remember that? Oh, I forgot. He about like that. bombed it down the field and the, like the receiver ran the wrong route or something, and so they called it intentional grounding. And I think they got safety like right off the bat, and it was like, oh my god, it's going to happen again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the first one was when when they lo- when they lost to New England the last game of the regular season, and they were t- actually ten and six that year, but had the fi- the five seed. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought one of them they were uh, they were a wild card. I thought it no, had both to be of that them first they were. The- oh, they were both wild cards. Okay. Wait, let me double check that. No, one of them they were wild card. The other one they kind of you're right. They kind of barely squeaked into the playoffs. They were nine and seven and barely won the division. I think. Okay. They, I mean, I think they might have won the division in the last game of the regular season. Gotcha. Well, hey, one heck of a run. <laughs> um, all right. I forgot yeah, they, how we even got on this topic. <laughs> oh, we were talking about. Yeah, the records, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you're going to be the best team. So, um, well, cool. Are you good there? Yeah, I'm good there. All right, so let's move it on. Let's do our recap of the past week here, James. And so uh, skimming through some of the news, um, why don't we start with the one that you just picked up that hasn't hit NFL.com yet? We'll start with the sad piece, and then we'll go on and we'll hit on some of the other stuff that happened. That way we're trying to finish on at least a neutral note. Yeah, and this this happened last hour or so. Um, police in, uh, what city was it? I, think, I want to say Frisco, Texas, uh, were doing a wellness check at Marion Barber's house because um, apparently his, or his apartment, sorry, a neighbor, yeah, it was Frisco, Texas, a neighbor there was water coming out or water leaking through the ceiling and they couldn't get a hold of him. And police found him dead in his apartment. There's no news what happened or anything. It's so fresh that the cause of death is unknown, but it, I mean, it's kind of a sad way at the end of the day, sad thing at the end of the day to find. 
Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. And I, I remember him, you know, from his playing days and, um, you know, he was a good power runner, man. He had a couple mm-hmm. of really solid seasons. And I remember back when I had my Lions season tickets going down there. This had to be one of my first years because I remember I was up on the third level and uh, we were beating the Cowboys and it was the end of the game. And I mean, we just could not freaking stop this guy. And of course, mm-hmm. they came back and they freaking spanked us and they upset us. And well, I don't think they upset us because they were, you know, it was the Lions. They were expected to win. But uh, it was a bummer. And it was like, geez, man, they just can't tackle this guy. He was just bulldozing everybody. And it just game over, you know. But yeah, it's um, I'm sure we'll find out some details in the coming days about what happened. But, uh, you know, obviously sad for his family and everybody that was close in his life. And, um, you know. It's a, uh, it's a bummer, man. Yeah. I mean, at 38, it's young. It's young, dude. Yeah, it's younger than young. we are, man. Damn. We're old. Is that weird now that we're older than all of these players? <laughs> yeah. It, it, I never really think about it until, um, until you like actually sit down and like somebody points it out. It's like, shit. Yeah. You're right. I've got one buddy. He's like, I'm not retired yet. He's like still hoping that maybe he'll be a pro athlete one day. And I'm like, eh, dude, you're, you're not, it's not happening. You know, maybe like, I don't know, like ping pong or something. Maybe you could, even that, even that would be tough. Even that would be extremely tough because the older you get, the less that hand eye coordination works the way you want it to. So Hey, there's yeah. there's always professional video games. They're considered athletes nowadays. It's it's still it's the hand eye coordination and the reflexes. The younger folk they will spank you, James. I'm just telling mm-hmm. you. So plus the video games we grew up on, they were not as complicated as the ones that you play today. The way that you got to use 57 buttons, it's like my fingers just don't work that way. Yeah, shit, when we play Tiger, I can barely use three buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting old school, man. That, that game's like 17 years old now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, so let's keep moving on the news. Uh, I did see earlier today uh, the Steelers defensive lineman Stefan Tuitt announced his retirement. Uh, this one blew me away, man. He's been in the league seven seasons. For whatever reason, it feels like way longer to me. But solid career. Coming out of Notre Dame, uh, dude was a beast on the defensive line. Uh, it looks like he was 20th on the Steelers' all-time sack list, um, which is pretty good when you consider he was more of like an interior defensive lineman. You know, those guys don't typically get a ton of sacks, but this guy had pretty good production, I'd say. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen that earlier. and just, you know, these NFL players seem to be retiring younger and younger. I mean, it's you. You make your money, and you you want to move on because of all this shit it does to it does physically. to your body, yeah, physically. Like, like you remember, uh, who was when was it? The year Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl in Detroit, the bus's final season. Like after the season, or, or during the season, they were following Jerome Bettis around with a camera, and like. They showed like the shit he had to go through just to play on Sunday. And like he was like, he could like 
barely walk up and down the stairs, barely walk around his house. But then he got on the field and, I mean, obviously shot up on painkillers. Yeah. Juiced him up. You yeah. know, juiced up on painkillers was was still able to effectively run the ball. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And, you know, since you mentioned it, I think Stefan Tewitt, I know earlier in his career, I want to say he had some leg issues. I don't know if it was knee or ankle or whatever, but um, yeah, you know, especially for a big guy, you know, it's um, I can see how maybe your odds are better if you're like a receiver or a quarterback where you're not necessarily getting beat up every play. But man, those guys in the trenches, that's that's a hard job to have, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in other news, I saw uh, Kyler Murray has uh, showed up to Cardinals OTAs. Um, you know, it's been a strange offseason for them, scrubbing social media back and forth, yada, 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 uh, trying to get a contract. But he's there, and, you know, I, I think that's it's a good move to be there. You know, this is a team that I think they got some pressure to perform. And so, you know, you kind of want to go out there and give it your all. I know it's a little bit risky for him. He's wanting to get a contract. He could get hurt. You never know what could happen. But, um, you know, he's kind of like at that level where even if he got hurt, I got to believe they're going to give him the contract or they know somebody else is. And so, you know, he's young. The likelihood is, you know, modern medicine. Even if he had a knee injury or something, he'll come back next year. And so, you know, but, hey, he's there. And so that's good. That's a start, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a start. Like from what I from what I heard going into the offseason, uh, what's his name? Is it Kime that's the GM there? Yeah, Steve Kime. Yeah, so he was he was being interviewed and or interviewed or was some news break and and basically they said you know Kyler Kyler will get his contract, um, but it'll be like June July. Have to get want to get past the draft, sign the free agents, you know. And then and then we'll sit down with Ky- with Kyler and work out a deal. So I was wasn't really that concerned about it. Okay. It's just Kyler's being a petulant child. <laughs> uh, that's the this new era, isn't it? This is just how they are. Yeah, true. So you know, once again, the old man is coming out of me, and I know you can relate. So you know, that's just that's life. They probably complained about us in a different kind of way, but, you know, a similar but different way. Um, All right. So, James, this past week, I've been seeing article after article about people speculating who is going to be on the cover of the new Madden game. And I'll be honest with you. I got caught up with it, thinking about what players should be on the cover. And then it was announced John Madden is going to be on the cover of this year's game. And I thought. Uh, duh, what a better way to honor the freaking legend of how it all came to be. And so uh, I'm glad that they're putting him on the cover. And, um, you know, it's all right. All these people speculating, you can let it put it to rest. You know, this is this is the way to do it. I'm glad they got it right, man. Not, not only on the cover, but they're doing three separate covers. Oh, they're doing three versions of it. Nice. Three versions of it. Um, one's like. I want to say one of them was like Madden, like a younger Madden. One of them was like during his like his early broadcasting career, 
And the other one was like late, I want to say. And and so is that going to be like, I know the game in recent years, you could buy like different levels of the game and they'd give you like more features. You know what I'm talking about? Or you'd get like the, yeah. you know, the, the different player cards in the game and stuff like that. Is that, are they tying it to that where it's like, Oh, Hey, if you pay the extra 20 bucks, you get this cover you know, or, or do you, do you even know that? I guess I, I don't know. Um, okay. It, yeah. It looks like it. Cause like there's, cause one of them is like on the cover, like the covers that were released, it says all Madden edition. Okay. And yeah, I remember the all Madden teams, man. Those were fun. One of them one of the covers I've seen, ah, where did I see them? One of them has him like on the sidelines. Uh, it's a black and white photo uh, when he's coaching the Raiders, and it says Legend Edition. Okay. Yeah, they don't and, do the old Madden teams anymore, do they? It's been a long time, right? No, they don't. Yeah, man, those were sweet. And I think the last one is just like the regular edition. It's like you remember remember like the old clips of like Madden. Um, oh no, that's an idea. Never mind. That's not. Uh, I don't remember what the other one was. Okay. I uh, maybe this will have it. Yeah, because it was like all Madden edition, limited edition. I think the regular one. I I saw them earlier. I just. Well, that's cool. You saw it. I'll go digging for it later, you know. I might have to buy this med game because he's on it, but I don't know. But I, I, I don't like how the game has kind of switched these past couple of years with uh, like the way that they cluster the skill improvements on the players. It's like I liked it better when I could like really hone in and mm -hmm. take my points and use them the way I wanted to. And um, But that's all right. That's just me being picky, you know. Yeah, so one is just the regular edition. Okay. Cool. I'll look, look to see if I can find them later and send them to you. Sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, okay, so moving on, I saw uh, Deshaun Watson now has a 23rd lawsuit. I say now, but I think. I think he had a 23rd at one point, and one of them got dropped, and so now there's a new one being added in. Well, uh, it wasn't one one got dropped. The person that filed the 23rd lawsuit was a 23rd, 23rd victim that was identified, but she hadn't, fi hadn't filed a lawsuit, and she had said she wasn't going to file a lawsuit, and then because she, you know, she just, she didn't, you know, just let it go or whatever, and... Then um, she saw, like, apparently this, I think it was this past week. Yeah, he met with the commissioner and stuff, yeah. No, on uh, Real Sports with, uh, what's his face? Oh, Gumb is that the Bryant Gumble deal? Bryant Gumble, yeah. yeah. They, they had interviews with a bunch of the um, victims, or the alleged victims, and... After she watched that, she decided to 
um, file a lawsuit. And it's really the lawsuit is is like like she's asking for like a negligible amount of money. Like she's not seeking money at all in it. But okay. But it's just she she more or less wants somebody to say he was wrong. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I you know I guess um, so that's a little different than what I was thinking. But yeah, just the timing of him already having his meeting with the league, and then this coming out, I thought, okay, you know, how does that change things now? But if this is one that was kind of already known, it was just sort of delayed, if you would say. Uh, maybe it doesn't change what's going on from the NFL side of things, but um, you know, I gotta believe we're gonna find out something. It's you know sooner than later. I mean, this the freaking preseason will be here before you know it, man. Yeah, I know. Like, I I thought it would have been been um, released already. Okay, so I to describe, back to the Madden. One of sure. them is him being carried off the field. Okay, that's old school. Yep. One of him is kind of like his broadcasting days where, okay. where like, like he has like, he's doing his telestrator thing Okay. On, on it. And the other one is just like a weird old school picture that's like, I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe, maybe from his playing days? No, it's definitely coaching days, but it just okay. looks weird as fuck. <laughs> it just looks weird as fuck. All right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll look it up. It, it's cool, man. I'm, either way, I'm happy that he's on the cover of his own magazine, and you know that's a good way to honor him. So, um, all right. So James. Oh, it's the third one is from like the original original John Madden game. Oh, gotcha. Doing a little so bef- uh, retro action. Yeah. So before it was even NFL football it was just john madden football when they had like the yeah yeah the like new york green shirts yep the fake and it was like yeah the fake teams and the fake players that were really based on the real players (laughs) Uh, well hey that's cool that's good stuff uh all right so keeping it moving here with the news man there's a lot more news this week than i thought there would be for only us talking five days ago uh but anyhow uh, Bears def- former former Bears defensive tackle Akeem Hicks has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, one year, ten million dollar deal. I think that's a really good deal for the Bucks. I think that um, you know I was kind of waiting to see if they'd get Ndamukong Sue back. I think this maybe eliminates that possibility. Uh, him and uh, Vita Vey, however you say his name, they're going to be a sweet pair on that defensive line. Man, you talk about just some freaking some stuffers on that line. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also think it was stupid for the bears to let this guy go. They should have tried getting him back. Uh, but it's another one of these things where, you know, we talked about it before uh, just last week where I, I just, I'm looking at the off season that the bears had and I'm just like, wow, like I don't see how they get better in like any freaking way. I only see subtractions and, you know, sometimes you got to do that, but it's like you just went out supposedly and got your franchise quarterback last year, and, and now you're blowing up the team. It's like you should have blown up the team first. Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Uh, I mean, they're just going to shell shock 
fields and i don't know it may never happen for him because of this but that's all right or he'll persevere and he'll be better from the experience who knows yeah i i don't know what the fuck's going on with the bears i i just don't know but but signing hicks i mean that was a message and i'm going to you know get the fuck out of here yeah yeah, I've I seen, mean, but you know, but on the flip yeah. side, I've seen Sue linked with Vegas. Okay, um, I mean, I could see that. You know, Vegas is. I'll tell you this, man. So I, you know, I was dogged Vegas in our our predictions, and since then, I've I've more fine tuned some of my models, and man, their roster is it's way better than I was giving them credit for. Um, but I don't know. I'm still just weird about McDaniels as a coach. So, but they've got more talent than I was thinking, and um, that's good for them. So, we'll see what that means. But yeah, Sue, add him to the mix. It'd only be better for him. Anytime you can add talent on that defensive line, even if he's only you know uh, a rotational guy at this stage of his career, he's still going to have some pretty good snaps here and there. So, yeah, but you got to pay for it. Exactly. You know what just occurred to me? What's that? Today's our 99th episode. The NFL season starts 99 days from today. Oh, no kidding. It's trippy, James. Are we in the twilight zone? No, I just saw something. I was like, shit. We're less than 100 days away from from some real football action. It just clicked in my head. Yeah. I mean, it's nice but it still feels pretty far away. Yeah. 99 is a lot, but it'll be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, crap. I, I, I better keep looking for news. Cause I just, uh, came across the, uh, Jeff Gladney news, the, uh, cornerback for the Cardinals, mm-hmm. uh, passed away in a car accident on Monday. I forgot about that. Um, he was a former, first round pick i believe for the vikings i want to say yeah i think he was um was i don't I know think, maybe it was a second round pick but i think he was I a first round a pick first round pick yeah yeah i i'd seen it like honestly i didn't recognize the name yeah i mean like, there I was, was there was a period of time where like the vikings were drafting cornerbacks high like every year and just none of them were working with Zimmer. And there was a lot of people basically like trying to call him out that he just, you know, didn't have the patience for him. And so he kept putting him on the bench. And then mm-hmm. because they weren't getting the playing time, they weren't developing. And, you know, like some people were kind of calling him out saying he was creating his own problem. Uh, and then they thought that, you know, him bringing in, Patrick Peterson last year was going to solve it, but obviously we know how that went. You know, I think Peterson played well, but it's clear he's in decline mode. You know, so yeah. Well, well, the reason why looking at it because I, I just opened the article to, to first. The reason Viking the Vikings uh, released him was because he was charged with uh, felony assault. Oh, gotcha. Former, yes, so he had off the field. Okay. Yeah, a former girlfriend, and so. So the Vikings released him, um, and he was just apparently he said he signed with the Cardinals this past like just in March after he was found not guilty. Okay. 
on that. And he was he was apparently speeding, clipped a car in front of him, lost control, and hit a pole. And there, him and a female were in the the vehicle with him, and both people in the vehicle died. Mm. And the other the other vehicle, nobody was injured. Okay. Ah. It's a crazy life, man. It's a crazy life. He was young, too. I think he was only 25. Yeah, 20, 20, yeah, 25. Or 26 was the other person that was in the car with him. But, okay. But, I mean, it was at 2.30 in the morning I uh, on Monday. I, I don't know this, but you would assume that at that time of morning, it doesn't look alcohol, good. It's yeah. probably alcohol involved and... But, I mean, it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Another sad story. And uh, I was trying to not end on a sad note. So, James, tell me I missed something positive that you could you could change the tune here before we move on. Um, there was one that I don't know if I would necessarily say it was positive, but I'd say Better, better on the upside. Apparently, um, Aaron Donald was on like the I Am Athlete podcast or the I Am Athlete radio show, whichever one. He was interviewed by I want to say Pac- Adam Pacman Jones, and he was talking about um, oh the eight year thing. Well, the eight year thing, and he said he said some. Interesting, interesting things like I, I, I was blessed to play this game to make, make the money I made. The accomplishment I made in eight years is like, I'm complete. If I can win another one, that's great. But if not, I'm at peace. Okay. And, and just like little stuff stuff like that well he's been talking all off season about retiring maybe retiring and yeah i i I did read something about him making a comment that you know supposedly when he got into the league he told a bunch of people that he was going to play for eight years and then retire and this was the end of his eighth season Mm -hmm. and like the only reason he's he's been thinking about coming back is because now that he won a ring he wants to feel that way again, and he thinks that they could probably do it. And so he's he, but he, but he was kind of, I don't know, it was weird, like saying, "Hey, you know, I was gonna do eight and done, and I'm at eight, and so I don't know, we'll see." But um, I mean, it looks like he's coming back at least for nine, and maybe if nine doesn't work out right, maybe that'll be it. Yeah, and he, he said the other thing is like, I, I don't want to play football if I can't win in any way. So I feel like if I get a real opportunity to win another Super Bowl, then it makes sense to play. But again, it's still a business. We've got to handle the business side of things. And if that wasn't to get handled, then, you know, it's what it is type of situation. I'll be fine regardless. Yeah. Well, you know, that's right. I I did hear there's some contract stuff going on that he is, um, you know, basically – so he's the highest paid at his position, but I want to say is it he's lagging behind the defensive, the highest paid defensive end 
or something like that. Or it's that he's not not far enough above that, whatever, there's some gripe there. But either way, I mean, it's freaking Aaron Donald. If If there's a way to get the guy to come back, you make it happen. You know, if there's a way to keep him from retiring, you make it happen. I mean, this is like a mm-hmm. a once in a lifetime kind of freaking talent, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, like, like okay, like, like with Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is the most talented quarterback in the league right now. But you could make a debate for like for other quarterbacks on that. Mm-hmm. Name one defensive player that you can make the debate that is not the most talented defense that is the most talented defensive player besides Aaron Donald currently in the NFL. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, the guy's just on such a different level, man. I don't know. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I could name names, but they would not be, I don't want to name a name because I know Aaron Donald is better. <laughs> You know, like, I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, you even look at, like, look at Jalen Ramsey, you know, regarded as like the top cornerback in the league. And like, nobody even talks about him on that defense because it's all about Aaron Donald, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you just can't, you can't name other people. Yeah. You can't, like, he's far and above. And the other laughing stock comment. I have from the news is apparently it was reported that the proposed stadium for the what are they the the Washington Commies? <laughs> Commies. Uh, so so the proposed stadium would be the smallest stadium in the NFL. Oh no! Well, barely. I yeah, I mean they, the the blackout rule that's long gone, right? So what what's the point of making it smaller? Yeah, like apparently currently the smallest stadium in the NFL is uh, Soldier Field, which holds just under 62,000 people. Oh, man, I didn't know that. Okay. And and this would be about 60,000 people. Gotcha. Hmm. Which seems really small for an NFL stadium. Nowadays, yeah. Like they can't even... Like, I think one of the requirements to hold the Super Bowl is you have to at least be able to hold 70,000 people. So they would build the stadium and not even be able to get the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe you're doing it not wanting it. I don't know. That's a weird, weird kind of thing. But it's yeah. Washington. They do weird things. True. Um, okay, man. I think I'm good on news. Are you good on news? Yes, I'm good. Okay. I was going to say, come on, be good. We've been really, I mean, we dug deep. I mean, not even digging deep. There was just a lot that happened in the last five days. But, uh, okay, so moving on here. So we're going to do. 70,000 minimum for the Super Bowl. Okay, good to know. Uh, So, all right, we're going to do our main event, our main part of the show here. This is uh, the trades that we still want to see happen. Uh, And so, James, you know, you can attack this a lot of different ways. Um, you know, there's some obvious ones, uh, whether you want them to happen or not, you know, there's guys that are hanging out there like Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't think that this is as wild of a year as last year where there was a lot of talk about like Aaron Rodgers and some big name guys, but you know, you can get as creative as you want and try and connect some dots. Um, when I went through it, 
you know, I got past those obvious names. I had them on the list, got some comments on them. Uh, but basically, I went into lineups. I looked at each team. You know, where did they have uh, needs versus depth? And if they had sort of like extra depth, I kind of like noted those guys. And then for teams that had a need of that same position, I tried connecting the dots. And then I talked about, you know, does it make sense? Are they in the same division? Because that's usually a no-no. Uh, I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to uh, salary cap because we know that that's almost like a non-issue nowadays, even though I know last year we talked about salary cap. Um, but it's like, um, it was more about just kind of seeing, Hey, if you got a need, who could help you fill it? And would it be beneficial to them? And so like some teams, it's like, well, if you're kind of in a playoff window or a Super Bowl window, yeah, you want to make that move. But you know, the team you're trading with, what's their incentive? You know, are they in a rebuild and they want some draft picks or do you have a player that could maybe complement and it goes with the trade well? And so, you know, I tried looking at it from a, a bunch of different angles, as I'm, I'm sure you did as well. And um, so I don't know, man. I mean, what do you think? Where do you want to start? You want to just start throwing stuff out there or you want to start with the obvious candidates? Like, what are you thinking? Well, the obvious candidates, I mean, I don't. Well, one of them, the holdup is really one of the obvious ones is Seattle and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and it's been rumored, and and what I'm hearing is the holdup really is it's basically they figured it out, and the the amount that Cleveland play, pays of Baker Mayfield's salary this year is what's at issue. Okay. The other obvious one, I actually think it's just a player for player swap. You talking Jimmy G? Jimmy G. For Sam Darnold. What? Why would the 49ers want Darnold, man? Because they would need a backup quarterback. And Sam Darnold would be fine <sighs> and serviceable as a backup quarterback. But but they don't want to go into the season with Jimmy G as the backup quarterback because everybody in that locker room loves Jimmy G. Yeah. And that entire locker room would run through a fucking brick wall for Jimmy G. So... It's Trey Lance's team. You don't draft a guy that uh, number three overall to have him sit on the bench for two years. You're not the Green Bay Packers and drafting a quarterback in the first round yeah. to not play or that can't play. Trey Lance can play. He just needs he needs the reps. They need to put him in as the starter. Needs need to get him out there. And you can't have Jimmy G sitting around. Reason it makes sense is because you'd be shedding um you'd have to you'd have to do a little bit of work and a little bit of finagling on it but but they make about the same money okay jimmy g's um approximately 24.2 million and sam darnold's approximately 19 million and that yes that's a lot of money to pay for your backup, pay your backup quarterback. Yeah. But you have your starter, starting quarterback, so on a rookie deal, and if you don't trade Jimmy G, you're gonna you're you don't want him on the team, or if he's on the team, you're gonna be paying almost twenty five million for. Yeah, you're for you're your kind of saying you just gotta dump the guy, 
and, you know, fill a backup quarterback spot in the process. And, it, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of just – you think that's the best they can get out of it, but right. they've got to move the guy. Carolina throws in like a, a second or a third-round pick in there and to kind of entice it a little bit more, and I think he would have a deal. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'd like to see him go after a different player, but I don't know that Carolina really has – a different player, at least one that they'd be willing to part with. Um, I would just, I would just hope that they would get some picks to be honest, but that's okay. I mean, either way, you know, I mean, they got to make the move and Carolina is the right spot for Jimmy G because, you know, we've talked about it before. They got to be in win now mode or that whole regime is going to be gone. And Jimmy G would give them their best shot at doing that over like Baker Mayfield, I guess mm-hmm. would be the alternative. Otherwise, you know, they'd be going and getting a quarterback that we're not really thinking of, which I think is unlikely at this stage of the game. So, yeah. And, and with Baker Mayfield, the interesting thing I heard this week, and I forget the player that it was talked about the OBJ Baker Mayfield dynamic in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And the player specifically said Baker was a good teammate. Okay. And use everything in the past tense, was. Uh, well, yeah, they're assuming he's gone, yeah. Yeah, so even if he's still there, I mean, he's not, they don't view him as part of the team, really. Yeah, yeah, he's out. Um, all right. Um, well, so then I guess let's, let's talk about um, two guys – that I've got on my list, but I, I didn't put a team to them because I don't think they're going to get traded or if they do get traded, it's going to be maybe closer to a trade deadline situation. And so, uh, the first one I put on here, this came up a lot around the draft was Debo Samuel, the wide receiver for the 49ers. You know, there's a lot of speculation about what's going on with him. You know, the 49ers, they seem pretty adamant about hanging on to him, and I think they should. But let's just say Jimmy G's out, Trey Lance has got the team, and they're approaching the trade deadline, and the season is not going well. They know that they're not on track to make the playoffs. At that point, I think maybe you could consider moving this guy if the situation hasn't improved with him and the team. But... I'm just hesitant to try and pair him with anybody right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I. Or did you or did you pair him with somebody and, you know, tell me why, you know, I'm looking for him on my notes. I, I had I had a few things on him, a couple possible destinations for him, but but I don't think. Oh, where is he in my notes? Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, well, while you're looking at him or for him, I'll give you my other one in this category, which was DK Metcalf. We know that the Jets and some other teams tried trading for him, and that didn't work out. And so it's similar in that I had a hard time playing matchmaker with him because it looks like the Seahawks are at least trying to hang on to him for now. But I could see it being a similar thing. You know, the Seahawks, they look like they're in trouble this year. And if they're getting close to the trade deadline and teams are calling saying, hey, man, I will give you 
something sweet for this guy. I gotta believe they're gonna consider it because they're, in my opinion, they're pretty far off from winning now. I mean, they got a lot of work to do. And so, you know, are you gonna let this guy just kind of rot away on your roster, or are you gonna get some draft picks and maybe use them in a different way to help your rebuild, if that makes sense? Yeah, I I couldn't find a landing spot for D, for Metcalf. Like I have I I have problems seeing Seattle trading him. I think they probably yeah. would have gotten their best offers going into the draft and I don't think anything they're going to get it will top that. Okay. You know, but all right, so I mean, let's just say we're getting to the trade deadline and teams are like, "Look, man, you know, I mean, what was it? Uh, the Jets supposedly offered two first-round picks. You know, mm-hmm. let's just say you get to the trade deadline. Your team is getting smoked. You're in last place in your division. And another team comes out with that same kind of offer. It's almost, I don't know, man. I think you got to at least listen. You know, if your team's that bad at that stage of the season, it's like, okay, let's let's get rid of this guy so that we can get maybe two building blocks or even more than that to kind of help turn us around. And then we got to go and find a a receiver when we're ready. But right now, I don't know. They don't have a quarterback, you know, like it just, it doesn't seem like it's going to make sense, man. I agree with you. And I found my Debo notes and I didn't have, have a a landing spot. It, It was more or less the simple fact that I think he needs to be moved or will be, will be moved about, midway through the season trade deadline time area but I didn't have a I couldn't I could not figure out a potential landing spot for him because every team that I think think he would fit on like for instance like he would fit on Arizona there's no way in hell San Francisco is going to trade him to Arizona yeah yeah like especially with um what's his face uh Hopkins being suspended yep yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't do that no way yeah, so I I thought that'd be a good fit, but I don't think I don't think San Francisco would do it. Okay. Um well, I'll throw just... one out there that I came up with and yeah, and I've yes. been trying I've been trying to finagle it and figure out the compensation for this. And I hate it. I I, I personally <laughs> personally hate this trade. <laughs> Because this right. team does not need to get better because they already beat the shit out of the Lions. All right. All right. Let's hear it. Darren Waller to the Green Bay Packers. Why would they move Waller, man? Because of the fact that they have... Because they're running out of people. They can't pay everybody? They can't pay everybody. He's on a fairly pricey deal. Okay. He... he didn't play. He played what eleven games last year. Um, I think. I think they. I think in Vegas's perspective, they may have gotten the best out of him that they can. Okay. And they have the. They have other weapons coming in that that they could afford not to have Waller there now. Back previously, Waller was like their number one target. Now he's not going to be. Um, so I could see with those factors. They possibly would move on from him. Okay. And the Packers obviously need weapons for um, 
Rodgers to throw to. Yeah. And I think the Packers would have to be fairly aggressive to get him. But if Rodgers wants it, the team has to do it. And apparently, apparently, rumor is that Waller was part of the initial compensation package for the Devontae Adams trade. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, that spices it up a notch. I didn't hear about that. But now now you got my attention, James. That's, that's according to, uh, uh, what's his first name? Nagler. Okay. Well, I like that. That makes it interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it would make sense for the Packers to get him. And yeah, okay. Uh, all right, so here's one that I had. We'll just go back and forth like this. Um, I, uh, it, you know, like, I mean, some of mine, hey, you, you know, some are, some are maybe a little more flashy than others, and you may not think they make sense, but, you know, we're just going to hear each other out. Uh, I got uh, Houston making a trade for Saquon Barkley. And it, it might seem kind of stupid at first because Barkley's had his issues and whatever else, but. You know, the way I'm looking at this. I have something to say about that. Why, was that one of yours? Yes. Oh, you got to be shitting me. Oh, I don't, I don't know how I sniped you on that. But, all right, I'll, I'll give you my notes, and then you, like, give me yours to layer on top. Basically, I'm looking at it like this. Saquon's in the final year of his contract, $7.2 million on the books. Uh, you know, it's a lot of money, but, you know, it would basically for Houston be like a one-year rental to see if it works, to see if the guy can get back to form, and then maybe they could extend him or franchise him or whatever they want to do. Uh, but it would take a ton of pressure off of Davis Mills because right now their running back room is pretty weak. And then I, looking from New York's standpoint, you know he's clearly underperformed his draft spot, which has created some bad blood. And I think a lot of that's injury-related and some of it maybe even coaching-related. Um, but beyond all that, the Giants, I think they know Daniel Jones is not the answer at quarterback. And it just seems like their best move would be get some picks for Saquon, because when this year's done, you're going to be blowing up that roster anyhow. You're, you're going to want to be loaded to find some guys and fill in those spots. And he doesn't seem to be a part of their long-term plan anyhow, where Houston, one-year rental, Maybe they give him a contract if it works out. If not, it's like, hey, whatever. You know, they tried taking some pressure off of Davis Mills. And if it doesn't work out, maybe Davis Mills isn't their guy. And they're looking at a quarterback next year, too. So who knows? What were you thinking? I had possibly, I had Saquon or possibly Christian McCaffrey being traded to Houston. Oh, man, McCaffrey. All right, tell me about McCaffrey, then. So what I'm seeing with McCaffrey, like, I mean, first of all, he, in the last two seasons, he's played what, like 11 games. Yeah. He's been hurt a lot. And he just signed that huge contract with them. Go but if figure. you look at what, if you look at what Carolina's been doing, they've kind of been building up their running back room. Yeah. Chuba Hubbard. They Chuba brought Hubbard, in Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman, um, stuff like that. And that kind of, it just kind of looks like they're looking to move on from from McCaffrey. Plus, I mean, the team, they have so many other needs 
Um, I mean, they, yeah, they have to win now or the coaches are going to be fired. But if you took, look at the long-term perspective of it, I think the team would be better off freeing up that cap space to be able to sign, you know, redraft, you draft and then you sign big name free agents to help whoever the quarterback is there. Okay. And that's where I was looking at McCaffrey. So I, I think McCaffrey could be on the move or, or Barkley and, and when I tried to pair them, I, I actually paired both of them with Houston because Houston seems to be the only team that's that I would say desperately needs a running back. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. When I went through all the rosters, I kind of thought, you know, you can make arguments for running backs on every team except Houston. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, they're that Barrett running back. I mean, it just it makes me worried. I get or nervous for Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, like the pressure is really going to be on that guy, man. Because <laughs> if they can't run the ball effectively, I mean, defenses, all they got to do now is focus on stopping the passing game. And so it's, it's dicey. It's going to be dicey. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, okay. So give me, give me another one, James. All right. Which one, which one, which one? <laughs> I'm going to go with this one. Deontay Johnson traded to Chicago. Okay. He's in the final year of his contract, so and he's unhappy with where he is with with his deal in um Pittsburgh. He you know, he wants a new contract this and this, this and that. Um he's a free agent at, he's a free agent after the season. Pittsburgh's kind of retooling and they don't and they're not going to want to pay the the hefty price that Johnson wa- Johnson's going to want. Trading to Chicago, Justin Fields needs targets. They need wide receivers in yeah. Chicago. And I I don't see them I don't see them able to go out and like land like like a Debo or uh DK Metcalf, players yep. like that. Those those players seem too pricey for where um, where Chicago is. I think Deontay Johnson, you probably could get him somewhere around 10, 10 11 million, where like Debo or Metcalf, you're you're gonna have to pay a lot more. Yep. And they'll still have um, still have have cap cap room or it won't eat up as much of the cap. Plus, like I, I even like you. You put a young player and like a third round, second round pick in in the mix, and I think Pittsburgh would would be willing to move on on from him. Yeah, that's interesting. So I um I had a guy uh I, I I sort of have a category of guys that I think could be moved, but I didn't put them to any particular team just because I I didn't see good fits. But I had um. I actually had Chase Claypool as one of my guys, and I, I had heard that there was some beef with him and Tomlin last year, and basically they, they just kind of felt like, you know, or the rumor I heard was that they felt like his play was too inconsistent. They were expecting more from him at this stage of his career, and so I kind of thought somewhere in there it did look like one of those guys could be moved because it seems like they've got, like basically four wide receiver twos on that team. They don't have a clear number one. 
but they have more than they need for like that middle of that wide receiver depth. Um, but I could see Deontay Johnson cause he's, he's a wide receiver too with upside, you know? And so, yeah, he could go to Chicago, pair up with Mooney and give him something better than what they got right now for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's one that I had. This one is maybe a little bit more of a stretch, but I, I have heard some rumors that I thought it was worth running through. Um, and I could see this guy going to a couple different spots, but I, I put two teams. Um, linebacker Isaiah Simmons from the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, this guy was a freaking monster high draft pick just a couple years ago. And I was just reading something about the Cardinals the other day. Uh, this guy looking at what their depth chart is. And basically, he's saying the team is struggling to find a good, consistent way to utilize him on the field. And that um, uh, they've got, uh, what is it? Who is it? Marcus Golden. And they got somebody else at linebacker. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It's almost like they're not getting creative enough to really maximize his skill set, or he doesn't fit a traditional linebacker role well enough to beat out these other guys. I'm not sure what the problem is, but it sounds like there's a problem with him in Arizona. And so I thought, well, shit, there's a couple of teams that could use a linebacker. And the first one that popped to mind was Baltimore. I thought, wow, this is a team. They're trying to retool that defense because last year was a down year for them. Uh, they know how to get the most out of guys on that defense, especially linebackers. They can get linebackers that rush the quarterback well. They get linebackers that play coverage well. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys where I could see him fitting in that Baltimore defense really well. Um, but then the other team I put in here that I thought could be. Uh, a sneaky good option too, if if this guy did in fact become available, is the Miami Dolphins. So the linebacker position is like really when you look at the Dolphins roster, that's like one of their only weak spots right now. I mean they've done a lot this off season to try and open that playoff window. This guy could be kind of like the cherry on top for all the moves that they've made. You know, Teron Armstead, Tyreek Hill. I mean it's like. You know, and so either way, I, I think there's a couple couple options there. Um, I think it's not as likely because he was such a high draft pick for the Cardinals. But if there really is anything to these rumors, those are a couple teams that I think could maximize, you know, that potential. So I like it. I like it. All right, back to you, man. What you got? Uh, which one of the ones I had. And I hope I, I'm not sniping, sniping you on this one. Cause... Snipe away, dude. All right. So, Kenny Moore. Okay. From uh, Indianapolis. Apparently, there's there's some issues, he, he contract issues he's having there, from what I'm reading. Um, he's he's not happy with his current contract. Um. I mean, it. I see. I think he's he's not happy. I think the Colts could move on from him. Um, I think I think they would. Tra- I think the trade would be to the Eagles. Okay. 
Um, you do. Um, the Eagles kind of need need a slot slot guy, uh, cornerback. Thank you, thank you, James. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Um, I think I think they have Avante Maddox who kind of struggles in that role. Where I think Kenny 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 Moore could uh, could could fill that role for him. So I mean, heck, in the trade, throw Maddox. Maddox and a second round pick to the Colts for for more, and I think he would ha- could have a deal there. Okay, yeah, that'd be an interesting one. I um, man, that one didn't even hit my radar, but um, yeah. So he's he's got some beef in Indy. Okay. Um, yeah. all right. So one that I had um, also on the defensive side, uh, and this one not flashy at all but it just it looked like it made sense to me uh, would be the Jets making a trade with Atlanta for linebacker, Nick Kwiatkowski. Uh, basically, you know, he's like, you know, I think a little bit less than average for like starter potential, but he's now buried on the Atlanta depth chart. Um, I mean, I'm looking at him like, their fourth linebacker on that squad. And so, um, and that's all assuming Deion Jones comes back healthy, which I think he will. But, you know, it just seems to me like he's kind of now in a position to waste away in Atlanta. The Jets, for everything they did this offseason, they really didn't do enough, in my opinion, to address the linebacker spot. You could get a savvy veteran like him where maybe he's not going to light the world on fire but he can at least come in, provide a little bit of leadership for those linebackers, you know, maybe help call some plays on the field, whatever you need him to do. Uh, and he could kind of help hold it together until you draft your longer term linebacker replacement. Uh, it just seemed like a good, you know, filling in a missing piece that could probably done be done fairly reasonably for both sides, in my opinion. Makes sense. <laughs> Back to you, homie. All right, this one, and we just we we recently talked about this team, but Tunsil. Okay. I think Houston because they are rebuilding, uh, paying what is it, eighteen million. No, more than that. I've, I, I have, I have that, that that if they if they trade them after um, June first, they would save eighteen million. Okay. That's the cap. Um, look, the, the Tex, Texans are rebuilding. They, I mean, they they have to rebuild. They have have to shed some of these hefty hefty veteran contracts to to be able to successfully go through the rebuild, get younger guys. Um, I think there's a couple teams that I could see them trading trading them to. I think I think Cincinnati would be a fit. Okay. I still think Cincinnati would be a fit. Cincinnati needs offensive line, offensive line, offensive just, line. Yeah, just stack it as deep yeah, as you they, can. What they give up, like ninety two sacks last season. <laughs> I think I think the Panthers could could possibly be a fit, assuming the Panthers get a quarterback. 
Yeah. And I also think the Steelers could be a fit. And yeah, oh, yeah. I just, the Steelers need help, man. Yeah. I just I just had the Steelers not wanting to pay a the wide receiver because they were retooling, but on the flip side, you have what you think is going to be your quarterback of your future in Pickens. Yeah, you better protect and him. You've got to protect his ass. And okay. there's no way, no better way than to protect your quarterback than to have that anchor at left tackle. Yeah, and, and then also you're opening up running lanes for uh, Najee Harris to help take pressure off of the young quarterback. I mean, that'd make perfect sense. And then I think for Houston, yeah, you could get some draft picks. You could shed some salary cap space, and then you could honestly, you could go out and even get like my homie from Central Michigan, Eric Fisher, still hanging out there. You could get him reasonably priced to come in and be like a one-year wonder left tackle while you wait and go and draft a guy. And, you know, he can hold down the fort. He's still got enough in the tank. It's just, you know, he's going to be way cheaper than Tunsil. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that, that could work, man. I could see that. Uh, okay, so here I got one, and this actually, it's a Cincinnati one, so I'll just kind of piggyback off of that. But um, I got the uh, Cincinnati Bengals making a trade for running back Kenyon Drake from the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and um, I actually didn't finish my note here, so I don't know. Maybe you'll be able to help me out with this. But um, basically... The, the reason that this works is that Mixon has had health issues going back a number of years now, whether it's migraines or whatever else, and he's a very key part of that offense. And behind him, they just have not found a viable backup running back. Kenyon Drake could come in. He could be that guy. He can run. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. It's kind of like... Uh, a one-to-one -one replacement for Mixon, even though he's not as talented as Mixon, but it would be consistent for them, give them a contingency plan. Uh, plus, when you look at the Raiders side of the equation, they still have Josh Jacobs. Uh, Kenyon Drake was brought in from a previous regime, so they have re no real commitment to him. And they did just draft a running back, and so I think that they'd be uh, open to making that move. They now have their running back plus Josh Jacobs. Why do you need Kenyon Drake? You can get a draft pick or whatever you want, or maybe even find a guy. Like I was looking, uh, the Bengals, they have a little bit of depth at safety. Now that they drafted, uh, Lewis scene, um, you know, maybe they give up a guy like Michael Thomas who would fill a need for the Raiders. And so this one, it, it just seemed to seem to make sense for me, seemed to work both ways. Hmm. <laughs> it's one I didn't have. That's all right. I mean, hey, you know, we're not going to overlap all the way here. Uh, but go ahead, give me give me another one, James. So I have one, and this is more of more of. Well, it's kind of two, and it's a, it's almost a player swap. Okay. Um. So. Baltimore. How their defense is setting up, and I hope my information I got was current, but it seems like they're paying a pretty hefty sum for for uh, Chuck Clark. 
Okay. And it seems that their defense is going away from involving him. Gotcha. And then I'm also hearing that there was, especially with with acquiring A.J. Brown, but there was some discussions about a trade between the Eagles and the Raven, Ravens include being more or less Jalen Rager for Clark. Ooh. Yeah, because, you know, Philly, they're also very fat now. With, wide receiver. Yeah, and it's like really, I mean, honestly, they've, they've basically got two wide receiver ones now, and then they've got like a handful of guys – that on most teams would be like a wide receiver too. And so, yeah, they definitely could shed a piece. Uh, if they could get Chuck Clark, wow, man, I'd, I'd really be pumped for Philly, man. Yeah, and I think the Ravens, they need to do really do something at receiver. Yeah, yeah, they could use some help there. I, I know that they're, they're wanting to um, uh, give what's-his-name a shot to be their number one. Um, Bateman, you know, uh, and then I know that they're high on, on Duvernay as well, him stepping up, but man, I don't know. I think it would be prudent for them to add somebody else to the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's see. I had, um, you know, sticking with the wide receiver thing. I had, uh, Tennessee, making a trade for LaVisca Chenault from Jacksonville. And so this is one where I looked at it for Tennessee. They made the trade for Robert Woods. They traded away A.J. Green. They also drafted Traylon Burks, okay? Robert Woods is coming back from injury, so there's some risk there. Traylon Burks, obviously a rookie. There's risk there. They're in that playoff slash Super Bowl window. If they really want to keep it open and give themselves a chance, they need to get more help at wide receiver because really there's not a whole lot in that cupboard behind these guys, and these guys have some question marks. Chenault, drafted by a previous regime in Jacksonville, he's shown potential. He's, um, you know, they've used him when he's been most successful kind of in that hybrid wide receiver running back role where he does a little bit of a lot. And I think that could fit in with how Tennessee has done some things on their offense. Um, and so it, it gives them some, gives them a little bit more depth at wide receiver, a little bit of safety there. Uh, plus for Jacksonville, when you look at their depth chart and the guys that they brought in, plus re-sign and Marvin Jones, he arguably ends up being their wide receiver for this year. I don't think that they really have any real reason to hang on to that guy if the right deal came along. And so I think that'd be, that'd be a good fit for a move. Yeah. You know, I agree with you. I was actually reading an article earlier this week about how ETN is willing to do the hybrid Debo Samuel role for um, Jacksonville when he comes back. So it makes sense. It makes sense that they would move on from Chenault. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even think about ETN, but holy cow. I mean, it just makes 
their wide receiver room even more crowded if he's getting into that. Um, and it's tough because, to me, they're a team that really needs a wide receiver one. They're kind of banking on Marvin Jones being that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh but to me, I look at it as they've just they've got a handful of wide receiver twos, mm-hmm. and so you know you just you don't need to keep them all. So, yeah. All right, who do you got, man? So, I I struggled to find a landing spot for this for this trade, but well, let me help it, you. <laughs> the writing seems to be on the wall for this player to be traded, and that's uh, Greedy Williams. Okay. Cornerback from Cleveland. Yeah. They drafted uh, Newsom. In 21, and they got better better sets out of him. They just drafted Martin Emerson, uh, a third round this past year, to take on the third quarterback role. Role like they don't seem to have a fit for Greedy Williams, who who's on his rookie deal and has hasn't lived up to yep. everything. And yeah, they're he not got a lot of hype coming out. Yeah, yeah. man. And, yeah, and they're not going to let want to just like you know like let him go into free agent because it's his last year on his on his deal. So I think if they, I think you know if somebody steps up and offers something halfway decent for him, they'd be willing to move on. Yeah, man, I'm not sure. You know, there's a lot of teams that need a uh, a CB one. But he's not CB1 material. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those teams that need a CB1, they're kind of in that spot where they got like a bunch of CB2s. And so it's like, really, where could you where could you pair him? I, I can see what you're saying. It's It seems like he needs to move, but where do you put him? <laughs> uh, I mean, the Lions, add him to the mix. Let the cream float to the top. But I don't know if I would want to bring him into – our culture, to be honest, what we got going on, he might not be a fit for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, if you're good there, I'll give you my next one. And I, I just got a couple more here, but uh, this one's not as flashy. Uh, another wide receiver one I've got, um, and maybe a stretch too, but I, I did it just cause, just cause what the fuck. Uh, I got Cleveland making a trade with New England for wide receiver uh, and Keel Harry. Uh, former first-round pick for the Patriots. Has not lived up to expectations. I mean, like, not even close. He's got, like, one good flash play. One play, like, in his whole career. Um, but he was obviously a high draft pick. You know, Cleveland needs somebody to complement Amari Cooper. Maybe they get the right deal where they're they're willing to take the shot and see if this guy can come in and be that wide receiver too for them. Uh, and sometimes for a guy like him, they just need a change of scenery to get their career fired up, you know. And and so maybe this would be what he needs, and it could work all around. But it would have to be a low risk kind of trade. We're talking, you know, Cleveland would be offering, you know, close to like a throwaway pick. And the Patriots would just be like, hey, we're taking what we can get because he's going to be like our wide receiver six this year. There's no reason for us to keep him on the roster. So. Hmm. Yeah, not flashy. Come on. Poke not at it, man. Tear me down. I, I had Nikhil Harry on my list. It was just down the line. Okay. Next one I have. <laughs> and this is kind of – this one – 
I'm going to say this one you probably didn't even think of. Okay. There's a lot I haven't thought of. <laughs> and and the landing spot, again, for this player would be Philadelphia. And that's Jesse Bates from Cincinnati. Oh, no, I definitely, I, I, I guess I couldn't even fathom them getting rid of him. But all right, tell me. So first of all, he he was they they franchise tagged him and he said he said I'm not yeah, going to sign that franchise. Not going to play oh, on yeah. it. Yeah, I got um, you. They apparently aren't making any headway on a long on any ex, any extension. Um, they took two defensive backs. Yeah, I believe so. I know they got Lewis at safety. Their first two first two picks they. They got uh, they got uh, Dexter Hill and Seen, Dexton Hill. Sorry. Or yeah, uh, maybe, maybe that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, but either either way, yeah. And I know I know when they went into the draft, there was talk about them just wanting to get deeper in the secondary. Um, but yeah, I guess there is this aspect of if they can't get him the right long term deal, you got to have a backup plan. I just, man, I just figured they would find a way to pay the guy because he was a big part of that defense, man. Yeah, he, I, it just, it seems to me from what I was reading about it, about the whole, whole, whole issue there is that he's kind of like on the outs in Cincinnati. So it was. Okay. It could make sense. Yeah. Scene went to the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for correcting me. I knew I messed it up when you said Daxon Hill. I thought it was oh, it was I, I Cam, it was Cam Taylor Brett. Yeah, was the other one that they got. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was thinking of Hill though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I just I don't think I th- I think that while they would love to re-sign him, I think it's just kind of unraveling there and they they're going to end up having to do some sort of sign in trade. Okay. All right. Well, you know, a lot of the rest of my list is I would say unspectacular, uh but I got one name that's a little bit more flashy, so I'll give you that guy. And then depending on how long you want to go back and forth, I can give you some other names or we'll just wrap it up whenever whenever you're good with wrapping it up here, but um I've got uh, Atlanta making a trade with Cleveland for Kareem Hunt. And the way I'm looking at this, James, is, let's be real, uh, as much as Cordero Patterson, you know, the little experiment to him at running back, it's working for them. It really is. It's working a lot better than I thought it would. I figured at some point teams would figure out how to shut it down. I think they need him more wide receiver this year. And I think beyond that, Arthur Smith desperately needs a workhorse running back. And this could satisfy both of those needs for this team. Uh, he's still young. He's got a lot of a lot of tread left on those tires. His off the field, the problems, they're now years behind us. Uh, people have accepted him back into the league and he's been productive. Um, he'd be a starter in Atlanta and the guy should be a starter. He was a starter in the league before shit hit the fan. 
For Cleveland, basically, you've got Watson, a mobile quarterback, and you've got uh, Nick Chubb. I just don't see them needing Kareem Hunt anymore. A lot of times, when you have a mobile quarterback like that, you devalue the running back because that quarterback does a lot of designed runs or impromptu runs on their own. And so there's just not a lot of running plays to feed that many mouths. And so uh, I just would love to see this guy starting in Atlanta. I think it'd be a, a centerpiece for Arthur Smith and his offense. I had Kareem Hunt on my list, so they're not. Where'd you have him going? I didn't have Atlanta makes sense. Um, I didn't. I didn't necessarily find a a landing spot for him, but I thought it was a serious possibility that he could be traded. Yeah, and I mean Cleveland has great depth even beyond Kareem Hunt, and so um, what's his face last year? you know, lit it up uh, is their third stringer. So, I mean, you know, even if you made the trade and then something happened to Chubb, they're still okay. <sighs> yeah, to Ernest Johnson, man, he he was he was great last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Just seems redundant to me. All right, give me your next one, homie. I have one more, and this one... Is a little bit of a crazy pipe dream. Okay, those are fun. We've we've actually talked about this player tonight, not as a trade candidate, but we've actually talked about him. Kyler Murray. Oh. Yeah, you know, I guess yeah. When we were talking about the flashy quarterbacks last year. I guess if there was going to be one this year, it would probably be him, right? Yeah, because the flashy quarterback trades were still this year. No, no. I mean, <laughs> when we did this show last year, we uh, were yes. talking about Aaron Rodgers and all the guys. And, yeah, and, I, if, and I was a year behind on Russell, and yeah, I was yeah, a year, of course they year all behind happened, on Deshaun yeah. Watson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I got you. So, yeah, he showed up to OTAs. Big deal. Um, I, I think, and I'm reading that his agent advisement staff, whatever you want to call it, are kind of telling him, you want to work your way out of Arizona. Mm, Okay. You want to work your way out of Arizona. He's constantly throwing, throwing, throwing in the... I'm going to play baseball if you don't pay me. And I just, I just think overall he's unhappy there. Yeah. I don't think, what it kind of reminds me of is the Kirk Cousins situation in Washington where they're not 100% all in or Jay Cutler in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good enough, but not good enough. You know, it's yeah. like he's good enough to stick around, but he's not good enough to get you where you want to go. So what do you do with it? Yeah, exactly. And I think I just think there's something about Arizona and being in that that division. If you go to 
just throw a division out there. You go to the to the NFC South. You're in a little bit of an easier division. You can hone your skills and be given the time yeah. to develop those skills because in like the NFC South or in the NFC North or the AFC South. There's the team. <laughs> Holy shit. Hit me. Houston. They do need a quarterback. I guess I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just selfishly wanting them to make it work with Davis Mills. But um, yeah, that's, it's feasible. It would jumpstart their rebuild, that's for sure. It would jumpstart their rebuild. I mean, he's he's has two years if they exercise the option, or is it just one? Um, well, so, you know, they do a fifth-year option, and then you go franchise tag. Yeah, so, but I, I wanted... Uh, I didn't look, the, look this up. Like, I, I have... Have they could exercise the fifth year option, but but I think that's this year. Is this the fifth year already? No, I, no, I, I think, think this I is think, this is four, right? Yeah, I'm going to verify that. The, Yeah, this is this is his fourth year. Okay. Okay. So you have the fifth year there, and then he'd be an unrestricted free agent, which you could franchise tag tag him. Third year. I mean, it's going to be a hefty... Uh, it's not that bad of a dead cap hit if they trade him. Yeah, and I mean, the, the cap stuff, it's like, come on. Yeah, it doesn't It's a me. joke now. <laughs> yeah, so basically, if they trade him now, it'd be like an 11 million dead cap hit. Okay. But but I think if, if stuff kind of breaks... stuff. It doesn't seem to be going in the right direction for the contract talks with him. It just, even yeah, though something's yeah, off, coming yeah. back, something's off there. I think if they were to trade him <clears throat> and decide to move on from him, they would obviously have to get a quarterback in return. But then again, uh, what's his face is still there, and he did a sufficient oh, Colt job McCoy. Colt McCoy, and he did. He won what three? Of, he was what three and one when Kyler was hurt last year. He did good, yeah. Like, I think he could trade him to Houston, get like a couple draft picks, and like bring Davis Mills back, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's more aggressive, but I think it could happen. Okay, so that was your final one. That was my final one. Okay, are we ready 
to move on to question of the week, James. I'm ready if you are. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so for question of the week, and you know we've been going for a while tonight. We don't have to go crazy here, but what I want you to do is pull up the NFL top 100 free agents. And so you've got a handful of guys that are left on that list. And I thought we would go lightning round. Tell me where you want to see these guys land that are still hanging out there. And we could just go back and forth real quick. You don't have to put a ton of thought into it. Uh, but, it, you know, you could literally just Google NFL top 100 free agents. And it should be like one of the top links in your Google search. I have... NFLTradeRumors.com. Okay, here. Let me let me let me let me send you this. Let me let me get on to the NFL. Here, I can uh, send this to you in the chat. Boom! Send send me it so we're going off the same list. Yeah, we want to go off the same list. So I just sent you that. Pull it up. Let me know when you're ready. All right, it's loading. Okay. Uh, and so we'll just go back and forth. So the, the top guy here, we got Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell you know, Beckham signing with the Rams. It's almost a done deal. It, it it should be. All right. And I'm I'm good with that. I would say, you know, if it's not the Rams, let it be the Packers. They need that wide receiver one. And really, they only need him for the playoff run. And he'll be totally healthy by the time playoffs come around. Dwayne Brown, what do you think there? Oh God! Uh, I think he ends. You can take. You know, you don't have to totally rush it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to come up with somebody. Uh, Jets. Okay, I, I like him going to Pittsburgh, but that that's fine either way. Gronk. Not playing this year. Not, well, all right. I, I, you know, I'm saying, hey, go back to Tampa Bay, man. If, if he it. plays, it's Tampa Bay, but he's not playing this yeah. year. All right, Trey Flowers. I mean, to me, he's got to go back to New England. He was yeah. successful under Belichick. This is like a, a classic Patriots retread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, J.C. Treader. thinking maybe Miami they could yeah. use some help on the offensive line and Miami's the first one that came to mind for me I was I was trying to go through see if anybody else made more sense you know I mean Pittsburgh they need help on the offensive line they could shuffle it around mm-hmm. um yeah I mean the Giants even you know maybe they do some shuffle in Chicago Potentially, they lost James Daniels, right? Well, I guess James Daniels, did he go to... I don't remember where he landed, but yeah, either way. Uh, okay, Will Fuller. Chicago. Oh, man, this one screams Cleveland to me. You know, him and Watson paired up again. You know, he's going to have that PED suspension, but you just let that run in parallel to Watson's, and then there's your wide receiver too, man. Wait, wait, wait. Fuller has another PED suspension? He was suspended in 21. Oh, it's... shit. I thought he had another one coming. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe it was for 21. Uh, okay, either way. Either way, you know. Uh, Eric Fisher. 
bring him home. Bring him to the Lions. Just have him be a backup. Have him be your rotational guy. Yeah. I I I really was trying to come up with somebody else besides besides the Lions. Maybe, but I mean, it's going to be a backup role. Yeah, and I mean, hey, he's from here, and we need depth. I think I think he'd be a good fit. But um, all right, Julio Jones, New England. I mean, this is um, ooh, man, I kind of like New England. I, I'm that's an interesting spot. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm good there. I'm good there. I was going to say, that's another one that I, I could see him going to Cleveland and being that wide receiver, too. But, yeah, no, I like New England. Uh, Anthony Barr. I think this is another good one for Detroit. We need a linebacker yeah. in the worst way possible. This guy could still get it done, man. Uh, Justin Houston. Baltimore. Yeah, I think he's got to go back to Baltimore, man. He was good there. Uh, Sheldon Richardson. This one's a tough one, I think, to place him. We're doing lightning round. Uh, where would I put him? So I think these next two kind of go hand in hand, and one of them will end up, I think, on Vegas. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. I mean, I could choose the next one. I could see I could see one of these guys ending up in Houston. I could see one of these guys ending up potentially even in Denver. They they kind of need a little more help on that defensive line now. They've made some moves. Uh, the Giants need help on the defensive line. I mean, there's some options there. So we'll we'll just pair these two with a, a trio of teams. Uh, Kevin King quarterback back in green bay it i mean he should go back to green bay i i think he could be a good patriots pick he's one of these guys that he started coming on last year and i think belichick has a need at cornerback and could get something out of him uh larry Ogunjobi. Just retire. <laughs> he's he's too young to retire. Um, man, that's another one where you look at these teams that need help on the defensive line. You know, you just scatter it around. Maybe Seattle. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Seattle, but Seattle's kind of rebuilding. Maybe. I know, but you're talking at the bottom of the top 100. I know. Yeah, I think. Maybe Dallas? Yeah, I'd be good with that. That'd be a good fit, yeah. Uh, 97, we got Dante Hightower. If he plays next year, it's in New England. You think New England? I think I think that's yeah. a good a good spot for him. I, I Also, I know he's kind of like part-time player now, but I'd, I'd like to see him in Denver. I think that's him and Josie... Him and Josie Jewell, you know, they did lose a couple of their other linebackers in free agency. Um, that's, a, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, he's a super smart guy. You know, he'd be a good leader for that defense. Um, last guy we got on here is Riley Reef. Former Detroit Lion. I go Buffalo with him. I think they need help at right tackle. They could move yeah. him to guard as well. I think he'd be perfect in Buffalo. And he could potentially still start. 
Yeah. I literally was starting to say Buffalo when you said Buffalo. <laughs> hey. I, I had I had the B formed and it was coming yeah. up. Well, hey, you know, I just thought it would be fun to do a little lightning round action. I didn't prepare for any of that myself. I just thought it'd be it'd be cool to kick it back and forth. And I'm surprised some of these guys are still hanging out there, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, good stuff. Well, let's uh, let's close it down here. So for anybody who's still watching, we hope you liked the show. Uh, if you did, give us the thumbs up, hit the like button, whatever, all that jazz. Shoot us some comments if you want to play Name That Stadium uh, or if you want to answer our question of the week and pair some of these free agents. Uh, but most of all, you know, hit that subscribe button. That, that shit hooks us up. So, uh, James, like always, man, it was fun. And uh, I'll talk to you over the next couple days. We'll make sure we're on the same page for next week's agenda. All right. See you. Gridiron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.